I had made it up in my mind that no matter what was going on in the state of my marriage, I was going to be a happy woman. It did not matter what was happening between the two of us. I was unavailable to feel like shit in my own life. Wait, 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 wait. Let me catch you up. Hey friend, I have a quick question for you. How are you being brave with your life today? (laughs) That is the question, my friend. Welcome to Iterate with Ashley. This one's for the leaders, for the rebels, the trailblazers, the ones who aren't afraid to get a little dangerous. Because your badassery, it's required. No one told you that to push teams, companies, and humanity forward to claim your version of the dream life and to make epic comebacks after every how the hell did I get here moment, you'd have to summon your inner badass. We're going to talk about falling, rising, and winning it all and help you answer the question, what do I do next? So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Ashley Morgan. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friend. I hope you are doing well today. I hope you're doing well. I am feeling a lot of gratitude because as much as I enjoy warm weather, it was, I don't know, I think the high has been like in the upper 90s the last few days in Seattle, like 97, 98, 99. And let's just be real. We are not made for that kind of heat here. I mean, I love the sun and I love warm weather, but getting that consistently it's just a struggle and I say that as someone who has air conditioning at home and I, I just I feel for for the poor souls who don't have access to air conditioning and that kind of heat because it's just it's just it's really unbelievable it's pretty unbelievable so I man yes I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for that. And uh, we're going to talk about gratitude today. And so I feel like that is an amazing place to start. I am going to share some medicine with you. And I call it medicine because I was thinking today about one of my mentors, uh, Andrea Crowder, who says, you know, take the medicine, become the medicine, share the medicine. And back in 2015, 2016, I didn't really realize that I was taking the medicine then and in the taking of the medicine and the years that followed, I was becoming the medicine so that I could now share the medicine. And so we're going to cover kind of just a a really, really simple practice for what I call everyday resilience, because we've spent a lot of time, especially in the last, oh, I don't know, 17 or so episodes. Talking about, you know, resilience in what I feel like is a a bigger context, those bigger life moments where something hard has happened. You have met a a bigger, you know, set of adversity. You know, it's not the everyday run of the meal challenge or obstacle that you're running into, but it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's those that really, they kind of throw you for a loop a little bit bigger than, than the things that happen on the everyday. And so, Today, we can file this episode under everyday resilience. And when I talk about resilience, just like a a quick definition of that is just, it's your ability to spring back. It's your ability to shift 
quickly. It's your ability to get back into a state of power. And I always think of it in terms of just how quickly can you come back into yourself and rise and move? How quickly can you remember who you are and move so that you aren't stuck in the quicksands of hardship, challenge, and adversity? Like, do you have what it takes mentally and emotionally? Have you built those skills to go out and navigate life? Because, man, I call it reigning in paradise because I fundamentally believe it. And if you've listened to other episodes before, you know there was a moment while I was in Puerto Rico you know, gorgeous resort. I'm in the pool with my family. We're having an amazing time. And then it starts pouring down rain and everyone's running out of the pool and everyone's complaining and and just, you know, people, everyone who's there. and, And it's just like kind of wild. And I stay in the pool and I look up at the sky and it's cloudy where we are, but out in the distance, there are blue skies, which means it's not going to be raining forever. And I'm sitting in a pool in a gorgeous resort, ocean front. I am literally in paradise. I love Puerto Rico. I dance salsa. I love visiting that island because the people are just so friendly and so warm and the food is amazing and the culture is amazing and the architecture is amazing and just the natural beauty is incredible. And so all I could remember thinking is it's raining in paradise. Like, folks, we've got to chill. We've got to chill out because life is so good. And I, when I think of, of everyday resilience and just the moments that you are in that you're like, ah, this is frustrating. This is so stupid. This is so annoying. Or like me this morning, you wake up and you're just not feeling it, you know? You're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm over this day and it hasn't even really gotten started yet. It takes your resilience. It takes your mental and emotional bandwidth to move yourself through that sticky situation and get into proper perspective, right? So that that little bit of a, a blip in the morning doesn't become something that takes you out for the whole day, something that totally ruins your mood for the whole day, something that totally filters your perspective and blocks you from seeing what is good in your life, you know? And so I'm going to share a just a system that I used. I started developing it back in 20 end of 2015, early 2016, and then really crystallized it in 2017 and 2018. As we know, 2017 hardest year of my life to date and that was the year my dad was in the hospital exiting my nine-year marriage and 15-year relationship simultaneously, like literally. Dad's in the hospital. I'm finding out some things. I'm making some decisions about some things. And then, man, I'm living on my own for the first time ever in my life at, I don't know, how old was I, 32? Like all of the time before that, I had lived with, you know, family, my parents, my sisters, like all of that. And so it was like, oh, whoa. And now you're no longer coupled with this person that you thought you were going to basically do the rest of your life with. And watching your like hero, (laughs) like your larger than life hero battle terminal cancer, pretty hard year. And so 
in that year, I was I was looking back at some text messages from that time. I had done a search on my iPhone this morning, and I was looking back at some old messages that I had sent to a friend around that time, and I was just looking back at what my mental state was, and how did I continuously bounce back and bounce back and bounce back, because literally at one point in the the seven and a half months that my dad was in the hospital, like basically they were just like, he's going to die this weekend. Like they were saying that almost every week. And then somehow he would just keep living and keep living. And when I tell you that that is, that is an emotional roller coaster, like you would not believe if you've not been in that scenario where every week you are standing in a hospital with doctors surrounded by doctors and they're basically telling you that one of the people that you love the most in the entire world is going to die this weekend and they said it again and again and again and again and again and my dad was just like man I'm here I'm still here what are we doing bro and that take and 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 not just to be there in that moment handling that moment saying what needs to be said advocating for your family in the way that you need to advocate for them but then going out and doing your job and being responsible for a team and millions of dollars and uh, having responsibilities attached to your name professionally and goals and expectations and oh and then by the way in your personal life it is also crumbling because you're basically in haphazard text messages telling your ex-husband to just take whatever he wants as he's moving out because you you can't even let yourself care like literally can't even let yourself care because you don't have the mental and emotional energy So when I talk about everyday resilience, I'm not just talking about the big crises. I'm talking about how you manage yourself and your ability to bounce back quickly from emotional and mental disruption. So today, that's what we're going to chit chat about. As we're jumping in, I do want to extend an invitation to you to reach out to me at Ashley Morgan Live over on Instagram. If you're like, yes, I would love some coaching and love some support. I help leaders, subject matter experts, those of you who know that you are called to do big things in the world, turn WTF moments into pop the champagne because we made it. And so we take what you're going through right now, what you have been through, how it has been, and we create um, just a fucking masterpiece and something you can be really proud of because here's what I know for sure. When I think back to that year, I don't think back to that year sad. And and I can acknowledge, whew, that was hard, but I'm so proud of how I showed up in that moment. And I want that for you. I want you to walk away from every hardship and every obstacle and every difficulty in your life saying, I am proud of how I showed up in that moment. I'm proud of the person that handled all of that difficulty. I'm proud of how she rolled with it. I'm proud of who she became in the process. I'm proud of who she is on the other side because my love, you do get to the other side. So that's what I do in the coaching container. I think of myself as like the spotter at the gym. So you guys know I lift weights and I was watching this video recently and 
there was a woman who was trying to lift heavier than her normal weight and she was kind of struggling a little bit but she was like giving it her all and she was just about to give up and you heard this guy from across the gym yell don't give up stay at it you know and and she was like I'm trying and she was like feeling super frustrated because you could see like she had been going at it and going after it and it just wasn't quite coming together so he comes around to her and he says I'm just going to stand behind you and I'm going to spot you. I'm not going to lift the weight for you. I'm not going to touch you, but I'm just, I've got you. You you have someone behind you. And that was the only push. That was the only thing that changed for her is that she had someone standing behind her, spotting her. So if it got too heavy, she knew she was backed. She knew she was supported and she was able to push beyond her limit. She was able to push beyond what was comfortable and she handled it and she did it. And she reached a new high. She reached a new weight that she hadn't been ever, you know, able to do before. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that is what I do. I'm your spotter. (laughs) I'm your spotter. I can't lift the heavy things for you, but I can teach you and I can guide you and I can back you while you're making magic out of the mess, right? And so join me in my coaching container. They are transformative. I have spent over 40,000 hours helping people get results, helping people get unstuck, helping people manage their mindset, helping, you know, people take average performance into world-class top-ranked results in life and business. And it would be doing yourself a massive service to check out what it would be like to get some support from me customized one-on-one. So let's jump into everyday resilience. I don't even know what we're going to title this. (laughs) Maybe we will title it. It's raining in paradise. I have no idea because I'm going to be honest. I don't have any notes. (laughs) You guys know how sometimes I jot down a few things, like a few little bullet points. I didn't even do that today. I was just like record. And as we know, we've got a, a one hit rule. And so what I mean by that is once I sit down and say, okay, we're recording the podcast, we are recording the podcast, we hit record, and we go, and whatever happens is what happens, and no take backs. So we are, you know, basically, it's like our first try, we just we do it. And what comes is what comes. And I wholeheartedly believe that I'm a channel, and I'm a vessel, and God knows what his people need from this particular episode. So I sit down, I open up, I open my mouth and whatever flows, flows. And I believe that it reaches the intended audience. That's like my job is to sit down and do the recording and to be available and to share what's on my heart to share, to share what I believe is coming through. And then once I have done that, I have fulfilled my contractual obligations and then the rest is it's out of my hands. So everyday resilience. I have a program actually it's called happier now and this program was birthed out of the transformation that occurred for me in 2016 I was sitting on my couch a few days after Christmas 2015 looking at a gorgeous gorgeous Christmas tree if you don't know this about me I love 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 Christmas and I'm that person who matches her wrapping paper to the Christmas tree like it's all coordinated it's all pretty and gorgeous like it's all matchy matchy and I love that for me and so I do occasionally if I really like you offer to assist with uh, gift wrapping because I'm quite skilled at gift wrapping just so we're clear 
And um, so I'm looking at beautiful Christmas presents and a Christmas tree, and it's three days after Christmas. And the reason those gifts are still under the tree is because my ex-husband and I had gotten into a fight on Christmas, and a few days later, we still had not opened up the gifts, which, man, that's a really fantastic feeling, let me just tell you. So I'm watching a Hallmark movie, and it's, you know, one of those, like, what we expect Hallmark movies to be, okay? The super cheesy, ridiculous, like, high city lawyer goes to a small town to take it over and then falls in love with the innkeeper and then the secret comes out about who she really is and then you know the whole to do and then they end up happily ever after right and it all happens in like three days but somehow it's like true love so I'm watching one of those Hallmark movies I'm pouring my third glass of Cabernet and I am pissed because I am like this is supposed to be the most magical time of the year and my life is not feeling very magical and at this point I'm in a job that pays me well over six figures I have six months or so previously I had completed school had finally finished my degree that I had been working on well I shouldn't say working on I'd started I did a year of running start in high school so when I went out into the work world I had a year of community college under my belt and I had college left to finish and then I started my career and you know 10 years went by and then eventually I was like oh I guess we'll go back to (laughs) we'll go back to school of course this was only after getting fired from my racist job go back a few podcasts if you want to hear that story so I'm sitting there in the this like moment that's like supposed to feel really magical and it's you know like you're like I've got all the trappings you know I've been in my marriage for I don't remember exactly how many years. My ex-husband and I had been together over a decade at this point. And, you know, it's like, okay, I've got a great set of, I've got a great family. I've got a great set of friends. And why do I still feel like really fucking miserable? Like, why do I just not love my life? Why, why is it that I have followed all these rules? I have done everything you're supposed to do to be quote unquote happy and I am not happy. Something has got to change. And as we know, well, there's the saying, right, that goes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Y'all know I've got a love affair with Shonda Rhimes as uh, I watched Grey's Anatomy 1-1 live, and her book had just come out recently, and I ended up downloading that book, reading it in like, I don't know, 48 hours maybe. It wasn't... uh, somewhere between two and three days. And I really quickly decided that I was going to make 2016 my year of yes. And I decided on December 28th, 2015, and that was even before fully finishing out the year, I didn't know how I was going to fix my life. I didn't know how I was going to make things better. I didn't know how I was going to like feel differently in my life experience. I just knew that I had to. Like it it was a, for me, it was a non-negotiable. It wasn't just like a, you know, ooh, that would be nice to do. It was like, no, no, I'm going to relentlessly pursue happiness because I believe that's a birthright. Like I'm not, I'm not available to live a life that I don't love. And so I set that as my expectation and I I shared on Facebook, you know, just like updated my profile or something that said my word for 2016 was joy. And I spent all of 2016 chasing joy. And I made that my intention is to chase joy. Well, I'll tell you, by February of 2016, I was searching for divorce attorneys. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. 
funny when I think about it, like in hindsight. I mean, of course, we would end up getting divorced like 18 months ish later. But what ended up happening is as soon as I said my internal orientation is my, my intention is joy. And oh, man, my intention is joy. And I set my internal GPS. I dropped it at joy. I knew where I was, right? I had been in that Hallmark movie moment that didn't feel so magical. But I knew that joy was available. And so I set my intention to joy. And my ex-husband, he tells me, I don't know if I want to be married. And I was like, cool, okay. I, uh, you're not sure? Let me help. Let me help you make the decision. I'm uninterested in being with someone who is not sure about me. So I'm going to go. We lived in an apartment at the time. I went to the apartment manager and I said, my husband would like to be removed from the lease. What do we have to do to make that happen? And seeing as though I was financially comfortable, I could do that. So side note, ladies, make your own fucking money. I'm going to do a podcast on that later and I, I just make your own money. So that when you are in a situation where you would like to exit a relationship, you can do something, do something to secure yourself financially so that you don't have to stay in these trashy ass relationships with men or partners who treat you like crap and aren't sure about you, but you feel like I have no other choice but to stay here because I don't have the financial resource to make my exit available and Maybe two years later, I sat in a conference room, not a conference room, a banquet room at the Ritz-Carlton in London, and I was having, it was a networking event, and I was sitting at a table with a woman who was frustrated, so frustrated, because she wanted to leave her marriage, but her husband made all the money, and she had two kids, and they were in private school, and she was like, if I leave him, I, I, I think I'm going to have to take my kids out of private school, and they get such a good education, so I'm just suffering through it, and I'm trying, she was trying to build a business in order to secure herself financially so that she could leave the ex-husband, and she was so, like, she felt so stuck. She felt so frustrated and so helpless and so hopeless. So just ladies, friends, because I think generally that's who tends to hang out here. Go and figure out how to make some money. Even if it's just like a small amount of passive income, learn how to make some money on your own. You have a marketable skill that you could do something with so that in the event that you need to ratchet that up, and take care of yourself financially, you're able to do that. And this, you know, if you're one of my corporate baddies out there in the workplace, slay in the game, ask for more money. Just let my voice ring loudly, loudly in your ear. Ask for more. Ask for more. Like, just ask for more. They want to, you're, you're not sure what to do in terms of salary and compensation. Just add an extra 20%, you know? And, and that, that's like on top of what whatever market rate is. And if you want help on that, I've got posts somewhere on Instagram if you scroll back far enough. And I did, I did some articles for Business Insider on how to ask for a raise and like compensation review and stuff like that. Send me a note over on Instagram if you're like, I need some resources around how to ask for more money. And we can have that conversation. Because yes, I just feel like whoever's listening to this right now just needs this encouragement. Make your own money, my friend. Make your own money. So because I had my own resource, I could go back and tell him, okay, you don't want to be married anymore. I get it. I, you are entitled 
to feel how you want to feel, I support you in that. I do. And also, here's what you need to do to be taken off the lease. And let me know, what do you need a couple of weeks to get things sorted out? That's how I approached the situation. There was no begging. There was no pleading. There was no, oh my God, how could you be doing this to me? It was just, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm, and I'm fully and completely unavailable. And I love you. And I care about you. And also, I want you to be well. So if this relationship is no longer nourishing you as it's not me, then let's not stay in it. Let's just not stay in it. I had gotten to that place in the marriage, right? So he comes back later. This is not a part of today's lesson, but I will say he came back. He had a realization after talking with his dad and his brother and realizing, oh crap, I could be making a really big mistake doing this. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's, let's work on it. So we did, we did end up, you know, spending a good chunk of 2016 working, trying to work on, you know, a better relationship, but that was secondary. My decision to chase joy and unapologetically pursue joy and create that with reckless abandon was that was my first priority. That was the most important thing to me because I had made it up in my mind that no matter what was going on in the state of my marriage, I was going to be a happy woman. It did not matter what was happening between the two of us. I was unavailable to feel like shit in my own life. I'm going to say that again. I was unavailable to feel like shit in my own life. And so I shifted. I pivoted. My proximity to happiness changed. My orientation changed. And so as a result, what I started to notice is that the happier I got, you guessed it, the happier he got, you know, and that worked for a while. And then eventually it was just like, you know what, this isn't working out, which story for another day. And I don't know if I've ever fully gone into the details of my divorce. I know that I've talked about it in theory, but anyway, we will see. But what I can say is, again, first and foremost, my priority was my own joy and my own happiness. And so it took me starting here. And this is what I'm going to share with you. And it seems stupid simple. It seems so like obvious. It seems so obvious and you hear it all the time. Gratitude. It literally started with gratitude. And what I developed is the system that I call Map the Magic. And Map the Magic is I went into my Google Calendar and I created a basically just like a separate calendar and it's called MTM. And I'm pretty sure I've never actually given all of the details for this anywhere but inside my paid program, Happier Now. It's five modules all about the art and science of happiness and how you can get happier today, no matter what your external situation is. And if you'd like more details on it, I will link those in the show notes below. But again, five five modules, you get immediate access to the program, and it's it's really great content. And it's all about how you can literally from wherever you are at in life, get happier. So I developed this process. You go into Google Maps, you create a, or excuse me, you go into Google Calendar, you create a separate calendar that is just purely you mapping the magic, the existing magic in your everyday. What, like, just 
any good thing, any good moment that happens in the day, you you write it down. You just go in there. You you know, I, you know, I keep this in my phone. So anything good that happens, I start at the beginning of the day. I go all the way to the end of the day. I don't, you know, I don't make it a big deal if I skip some stuff or if, you know, something doesn't get added. But I just as much as I can remember to, I go in and I log the good stuff. And I start at the beginning of the day and I, you know, I go into it in the end of the day. And what this does is retrains your brain. We talked about neuroplasticity a little bit in a recent podcast episode. There is something in your brain called the reticular activating system where your brain automatically starts to notice the things that you pay attention to. And if you were to go sit in your therapist's office, they would talk to you about triggers and identifying your triggers. And then they would also ask you to identify glimmers. Glimmers are moments of goodness, moments of joy moments of positivity, moments that make you smile, and they would challenge you to go find moments of glimmers in your life. I didn't know this. That, I mean, I'd only just heard that this was a thing in 2023. Somebody was like, oh my God, I was sitting in my therapist's office and they called, you know, the opposite of a trigger, a glimmer. And I was like, oh, I've literally been doing that for years, literally years. And, and it works because by the end of 2016, that year that, you know, I hella shit happened. Things that, you know, were inconvenient, things that were frustrating, things that were annoying. But the founding, like building blocks of my life did not change. And guess what? Your girl ended up December 28th, 2016, exactly one year after that Hallmark moment that wasn't very Hallmark life, loving her life, like feeling absolutely like, man, this year was incredible. I said yes to things that I had not said yes to previously. I created memories and experiences. I traveled more than I had ever traveled before. I got more active. I lost 25 pounds. You know, I I ended up cultivating a better relationship. I mean, all of these things went so right in my life. And it started with just this simple process of mapping the magic in your everyday life right now. And so my encouragement for you today especially on a day like today. I woke up this morning feeling very, super blah, super blah, very low energy, very low vibe. And it was like, okay, girl, how are we going to turn this around? You know, and I'll be honest and say I did two things. Number one, well, it was probably more than two because I have a routine. I get up in the morning, I make up my bed, I drink 20 ounces of water before I have my coffee, I meditate and I journal. And before I went into my meditation, I just jotted down, this is what's going on under the surface for me. This is how I'm feeling. So I did turn into and look at the uncomfortable emotion. It wasn't a matter of, I feel blah, I feel kind of malaise, and I'm just pushing gratitude over it. No, that is toxic positivity. We are not here for that. We are here for realness. We are we are here for turning towards the uncomfortable emotion, the disruptive thought, the disruptive idea. What we are not here for is staying there. We look at it. We observe it. We witness it. We ask it. What is it there to teach us? And then we make a conscious effort to shift. And because shifting is available and because emotional and mental resilience is a real thing, uh, you have the capacity and the ability to move in a different direction. Now, does that mean today I have felt the best that I've ever felt in my life? Hell no. I still felt kind of meh throughout the day periodically. But guess what? 
I have felt a whole hell of a lot better than if I had just let myself go down that negative thought spiral, if I had just let intrusive thoughts persist, if I had, you know, I had a dance party, I danced some salsa, I listened to some happy music in the car on the way to the store, I danced in the produce aisle in the grocery store, and I just was like, like, relishing in the fact that even when I feel crappy, when I don't feel like, ooh, this is so great, life is still really good life is still really good. It might feel like it's raining, but hell, it's raining in paradise. Okay. So I hope you can take what I shared today and use it. And I'm going to stop saying that. Okay. Maybe I won't stop saying it. I don't know. Because I think, you know, I think I do hope that you go and use it. The reason I say I might stop using that is because I think, and, and this is a fresh, raw thought. I've never shared it anywhere before. It literally just came up for me in kind of my journal and some reading that I was doing this week. There is an element of fear in hope. There's an element of it might not happen. And so I'm kind of worried that it might not happen in hope. And that is like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that I love that. Like I, I love the idea of hope and the, the concept around hopefulness. But I think more than hope, is I, I challenge you to take the information that felt activating, to take the lesson and the wisdom that I shared today that felt interesting for you and see how you could leverage that and utilize that in your own life. And even if it's just starting from a place of curiosity, that's where I started. If joy is non-negotiable for me, if that is a requirement and I'm unwilling to negotiate with that, how do I go about creating more of that? With nothing in my life changing, would it be possible for me to get happier today? Which is why the program is called Happier Now. It may, it may get a, cha- a name change soon. I don't know. I've been feeling into a name change for the program. But it's good. And uh, definitely, if you're interested in like getting happier today. <laughs> if you're interested in being happier now, no matter what your orientation is in life, I can help you do that. So... I love that you were here with me today. We are on day 17 of our podcast sprint, 17 podcasts, 17 out of 30. And uh, again, I so appreciate you hanging out here with me. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It was amazing to spend this time with you. I expect that you got what you needed and that you found something I shared today both enjoyable and useful. If you find yourself with any questions for me, feel free to drop down into the show notes, click on the link for my Instagram and send me a DM. And if you'd like to work together, feel free to do the same. I would love to share more details on how I can support you as you increase your power, your confidence, and your resilience, and turn the dial down on fear, imposter syndrome, and self-doubt. If you would like to support the podcast, subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with a friend, or better yet, screenshot, share to your stories, and tag me in it so I can shout you out publicly. I appreciate all of your help and your support growing this conversation and growing this community. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode.